Welcome to Design Diary, the podcast where you get to look inside my board game design notebook as well as what's going on inside my head. We look at a new word each day from the sense of mechanics, tone, theme, or inspiration for a full game. Today's word is... Mnemonic. Assisting or intended to assist memory. Also, of or relating to a technique of improving the memory. Of or relating to memory. And the interesting thing about mnemonic is that it has an M at the beginning, but it's said mnemonic. 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 So I, I had a debate. I wrote this down so I remembered, which is funny. <laughs> um, I had a debate, a little bit of a discussion with uh, Mike Mullins just today about memory in games and how people tend to hate it, and it's hard to even have a little bit of a memory aspect to your games because people just just don't like it for whatever reason. Um, part of it is if someone has a better memory, they have an advantage. I, I mean, that's probably all of it, but if somebody has a better memory, they have an advantage. And if you have a lesser memory, you, you feel like you struggle and it's a little harder and disappointing. And, you know, you just... It's hard to catch up. So... So I started to look at this as something that assists with memory, a tool or an action or something that would enhance memory. And then I went to the basic game memory uh, where you flip tiles over and try to find a match. And if two, you flip two tiles to try to find a match, and if they don't match, play moves to your opponent. When you go again, you've gained a little bit of info from your previous two that you flipped over to try to find a new match, usually going for a third new one or one that you knew from before um, helps make your next turn a little bit easier and the problem is if you forget you're shot you're starting over your last turn was a big waste and waste of time in games is usually corresponds to no fun but a mnemonic tool for memory could be a pen and paper and I don't know if that makes the game more or less interesting I mean there's really nothing to go off of from a game you're flipping two tiles over but this is at its core basic level. Does having a pen and paper make that better or worse? Or does it not even matter? But if anything, it makes it more complex of a, of a, of a ritual to go through every turn. To sit there and write things down, where they were. You know, trying to figure all that out. So as an action to assist with memory could be a second look. You know, if you're unsure of what was under the tile, but you remember which tile it was, because remembering one thing is often easier than two, um, you could ask for or just simply take a second look at that same one at no cost, um, or at a small cost, or whatever it would be. You're not gaining any info that you didn't have before. You're just making up for having that bad memory. So one of the things that I looked at on this word was these examples. Uh, James taught his students the mnemonic sentence, King Philip came over for good spaghetti, which helps remember the levels of biological classification, kingdom, phylum, class, order, family, genus, and species. I'd never heard that, but I did hear the one with uh, the letters of the musical staff, which is E-G-B-D-F, every good boy deserves fun. So I thought of like a, in a party game setting, having... It would be really neat to have a, almost like a code word. The code word is in play, and 
your job is to, let's say, just remember a whole bunch of code words. So they're coming out round after round after round. And for you to remember those code, wor code words, you would, you would do something like that, have like a little mnemonic uh, statement. Every good boy deserves fun. And what I thought was neat about it was if a, let's say a, a letter comes out, let's just say it's letters instead of words. So code letter comes out. You're trying to remember the, co the, the digits and the letters of the code. Letter comes out and it's A. You have to share your way of remembering that. So you could, and, and you're trying, you have to share it. You have to write it down and share it and put it right in the center of the, of the play. But you don't necessarily want other players to know what that means. So if it's an A, you could say first. You know, you could say, I could say Jason and know that the second letter of my words is the code word. The code letter. And the whole idea is other people to, to try and pick up on these codes. Um, you know, you want to be extremely vague with them so other people don't catch up on catch on them but you want to be strong enough that you will remember them now a player with a good memory still has the advantage in this game but it's it's sort of taking that and and putting that little spin on it to where you're giving up the information so somebody who has a good memory but is really bad at you know deceiving others <laughs> doesn't have, their advantage starts to drop somebody who's really good at deceiving others and has you know, a very bad memory might be, you know, could be strong in this. And, you know, they still have to remember what they were, what their code was and how it correlated to the letter they saw. But having, having a connective element usually does help with memory. So that was the kind of where I went with it. This little party game, really simple to, to prototype. You throw out letters or numbers or whatever, and then everybody has to, you know, not everybody sees them, but I see one and I, I, put down my code and you see one and you put down your code and then at the end of the round everybody's trying to guess what the full code is and maybe whoever's closest you know it wins so everybody sees one or two elements of the code but they see everybody else's contribution i feel like this has to already be a game because it's just that simple um it might not even be that fun but uh in its core it's a very simple concept I also wrote some notes about um, capture, like a completely different game where memory is not an aspect, but it's it's abstracted into the theme. Over the game, you are learning. You start with one action. I can I can do one thing. Let's say it's you know like a deck building kind of game, and I can I can take a card. So once I can take a card, then I gain another action. And my another act. It's just sort of like a like a tableau builder or something along those lines, or. Um, I get a second action, and my second action is I can, you know, look at the cop cards of the deck, before, and then I can also use my other card, my other action, to pull a card. So over the course of the game, I'm gaining all these different actions, but my, my memory pool has a, has, a, has a peak. Like, I only can do, I can only have five actions, for example. Once you get past that, maybe you can take on more, but if you do it, you have to roll a die for success, or... You know, once you get past a certain limit, you're there's there's some sort of downside. Um, but what I was thinking was the mnemonic side of one having hints and clues to help you with your memory, and the second was to have tools that could help you with your memory, where they represented you know writing things down or or documenting something in a different area. 
Um, you know, you have a notebook, which is a little side tableau that you throw a couple other things on. And the notebook ones can never be forgotten, you know, unless somebody steals your notebook. I have no idea. But um, basically, I thought of it as just a, you know, combo-y, you know, um, tableau-building game that had something that impacted that. The tableau was everything you could do. Something impacts that tableau in a way that you can't do everything. And sometimes you just, you, you can't do anything 100%. You have to work to get it back. You can have these little side tableaus that are 100% because you, you, they're not using your memory. Um, I don't know. Memory is an interesting thing to me, and it's a hard thing to get to get right in a game from a mechanic side. It's just it's it's one of those things that is it's kind of like a love or hate. Uh, but I don't hate it. I I don't hate anything. I try to find I try to find the good in it and something interesting in it. So my question to you is: Do you hate memory? Can you find something interesting in it? Can you find a way to make it part of a game? I mean, even thematically is fine, but the, I guess the the tricky part is to make it part of the part of the uh, mechanics. But uh, what do you have? Any ideas? Does it does it spark anything? If it does, let me know. And if not, let me know. <laughs> it's cool to have the conversation regardless. We've been having some good conversations on Board Game Geek, uh, the designer forums. We have a little thread every day for for Design Diary. And it's been growing, and there's some cool people on there chatting and coming up with ideas. So that's another place you can join us. All right, and also join us this weekend with designer Jason Glover. Uh, he's our special guest. And we'll be back next week with more Design Diary. Thanks, and I'll see you around.